Hello Universe, it's the 13th of February, only four hours and seven minutes till Valentine's Day, the stupidest holiday ever, but that also means it's Super Bowl Sunday with one minute and 29 seconds to go, the Los Angeles Rams are at the one yard line of the Cincinnati Bengals. Down 20 to 16, Matthew Stafford is about to take the hand, or the snap, and it's a throw into the corner of the end zone, and oh my gosh, it's a touchdown. So the Rams have just taken a lead. Well, I sign on to talk, I guess, a little bit about sports. Not a lot, but a little bit. I used to be a sports nut. I mean, a sports nut. I got all my friends into fantasy football way back in the day. I, uh... I could have named every single starter in the NFL all through the 90s and early 2000s, probably till 2010, if we're being honest. I'm not sure that I was that. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know when I started giving up watching sports. I really don't. And, um, <clears throat> and that's another way that I know this universe has shifted. I could not care less who wins this game, other than. I have a friend, a friend, uh, let's see now, 20 years ago now, uh, I worked at a facility called the Canyon Cafe, and one of the bartenders at the Canyon Cafe was a man named Rick. This man named Rick was from a place called Cincinnati, and this man named Rick was the single biggest Bengals fan I've ever known, and I've known a couple big ones, but this guy just, I mean, he cried Bengals orange tears of regret every time the Bengals had a moment to show him everything that it meant to be a champion. So this poor guy, literally in the time I knew him, which was, I don't know, four or five months, um, lost the most beautiful woman in his life, lost his self-respect and his dignity. And uh, so, you know, I'm really hoping the Bengals can figure out a way to come back here at the uh, 125 mark down 23 to 20 so wherever Rick from Cincinnati is he can cry tears of Bengal orange for the first time in true joy but other than that I really don't give a damn what happens in this game and what's funny is that my buddy at work likes to put a little money action down on the, on the outcomes um, had the uh had the the under in the first half which meant that he needed or i'm sorry no 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 no. he had the over I, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm kind of watching a little action on tv i will now stop he had the uh over and the over under line was 23 and a half well the first half ended 13 10 so he lost but do you know why he lost he lost because there was a poorly executed extra point not something that was blocked, not something that was an athletic, oh, Bengals just uh, made a 20-yard gain. That's a big step toward getting that field goal. They need to tie this thing up and send it to overtime. Um, anyhow, so the extra point, which literally was was mishandled by the, the guy who gets the ball to hold it for the kicker. This is a, a, a once a season Mistake made by one holder across all of football and it happened in the Super Bowl in the first half in a in a 
game in which that one point decided win or loss for this guy. And he loses because of it. Because of a mistake that gets made one in 10,000 times. And what's funny is I know exactly how much he bet on that. And see, to me, and of course I, I figure he's gonna lose, right? So why not load up on the other side if I know he's, his karma is so bad, why not take advantage? Especially when I know the number is blankety blank. Like, why not just put exactly half of that on the other side, it's a gimme. Well, I can't gamble because even in situations, let's say I absolutely 100% knew the outcome. The problem is not that I even would regret the loss per se. I would, I would, I would actually flog myself rather heartily for even attempting to uh, pick up some easy money. But therein is the problem. It's easy money. When you get easy money, it's as if you found it. Now, if you find money, yeah, you found money. Hell, go do what you want with it. You found money. You literally stumbled into a windfall. Gambling is no different. You just start to think you're part of a process where you're involved in capturing easy money. And I don't even need a single raindrop for fear that the thunderstorm of me getting involved in predicting the future outcomes of sporting events could become palatable. Right now it is like throwing myself into a barbed wire fence. I absolutely do not want to do it. And the idea of even a little bit of it might as well feel like throwing myself into a razor wire fence. None of it. I want none of it. Because I'm spooked at how easily I can get convinced that I'm going to know the outcome of something that's all chance. And when I speak of know something that's all chance, well, sorry, Rick, looks like you're <laughs> once again crying tears of pangled joy pain because that, my friend, should be the end of the game. And again, I don't care. Who cares? Rams win. Von Miller gets a Super Bowl. yippity ki -yay. Um... And I wonder if the universe is trying to tempt me into getting back into games of chance. Um, and it can't. Like this is one lesson I really did learn. I do not want to. I do not want easy money. I'm not interested. It is. It's almost like I feel like it's tainted. And um, I don't mind playing for matchsticks or who has to clean the dishes. To me, those are fun games of chance that can be competitions of camaraderie. But easy money in a society in which money is used to lure you into a seductive, destructive, self-loathing sense of who you are. Work for what you want. You can do that in this country. You can do that easily. And I'm not saying that you aren't out there doing that. You are. But if I'm ever listening to this again, I need to remind myself in my most lucid state that working for what you want is the only way to get something that'll matter. And that's kind of an interesting segue into 
working for what I want um, when it comes to developing the outreach of what I'm doing here. And I'm not trying to, I'm not pretending that I'm going to launch a podcast of any kind of reputation. Not at all. If I even had one listener randomly download this and leave a review, I would consider that the most successful outreach I could imagine. So period, there we are. That's that, that is a ceiling of which I do not expect to break. But being able to say to say my cousin Jody, if she wants to listen to what her psycho cousin John uh, was up to for some of his life, well, I would direct her to download these recordings. Um, or say I got back in touch with somebody who hadn't, I hadn't heard from in 30 years. Well, hey, blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm looking to do. And it looks like I can do this for about $12.99 a month, which is right in my wheelhouse. That, that's the kind of stuff I can afford. Um, might be as much as 25 bucks a month. We'll see. But that might be worth it, and uh, if it's that much, I also think I can afford that. Um, because as the sole content creator, obviously the only other overhead here are my, <clears throat> my thoughts, my ability to find something of value to share, and my current um, state of progress in what I'm trying to do. So I thought today would be another day to check in and say, I have not had any more cash loss. Yay. In fact, um, I have always known where my money is. My money has always been where I thought it was, and I have not even misplaced it for a minute. So that is terrific for me. Oh, boy, excuse me. I got up to walk around after the Super Bowl ended here, and I guess some of the... Jeez, what do I even eat? Oh. Okay, so... I'm just going to warn everybody who would think that, oh, maybe do not try white chocolate strawberry flavored popcorn. I've advised you. You now know better. You knew better when you even heard about it. Now you are completely 100% being told, don't even think about it. Even the dog said no. Uh, however, if you ever are lucky enough to run into root beer float milk, do treat yourself. Yum, yum, yum. Um, <clears throat> so, do you remember what I was talking about, Phoebe? What about you, Frankie? Frankie's all curled up in the massage chair looking all cozy. We were all in here watching the uh, Super Bowl together, and very rarely do we hang out in the living room. But when we do, it's perfectly set up because Phoebe takes the chaise lounge, Kitty Kitty takes the massage chair, and I get to kick back on the short couch where... I can recline like I am now and watch LA Rams hug each other across a field of blue and yellow confetti. Celebrate on NFL in your penultimate game of penultimate, ultimate, whatever. Matthew Stafford looks like he's high on drugs, but he's high on life. Funny how those two can feel or look very similar. I am uh, not really high on drugs, but that's okay. I don't really have the mood for it right now. Because my five days of work ended, and <laughs> i got to say, when it comes to working five straight days, I have become just a bleh, just a lard ball. I get tired at the end of it. And today, as you might imagine, if you work at a meat counter on Super Bowl Sunday, it's a busy month. It's a busy day. And uh, you will uh, watch more chicken wings go out the door than you feel entitled to 
uh, take poultry spirit out of this world because how many chicken wings can the world eat on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, apparently somewhere in the neighborhood of 175 pounds. What was it? 220 pounds, something like that. It was a lot today. <laughs> so, <laughs> go girl, you go girl. Yay, football. Um, but not only did I used to watch and love the sport of football, Still do. I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. There's like five seconds of action followed by 45 minutes of commercials and talk and nonsense. And rah, 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 military, military, we're the best. Yay, America. So much of that crap. But I also loved watching sports like baseball and hockey and even basketball. And I only am negligible with basketball because I was always terrible at it. So I have a much better appreciation of the sport and not that I was ever a hockey player um, so but I so I only know hockey as a fan I never even once skated competitively in a hockey situation but I did um, I did have the chance to play some competitive basketball at the lowest possibly competitive level because um, I was terrible at it so and and to me the basketball at players are the single most athletic and skilled uh, performers in all of sport and and i i think soccer has an argument there especially when you when you take into uh, account the endurance of the game but um you know basketball is just so graceful and athletic and powerful at the same time it just mixes so many um instinctual and athletic maneuvering to be able to work from both sides of your body, to be able to both elevate and go low, to be able to see what is happening in your peripheral and direct vision, as well as to instinctually anticipate what's happening behind you. I mean, there's just so much going on in a basketball court. And <clears throat> I'm not saying that on a tennis court there isn't a ton going on, a soccer field there isn't a ton going on. I'm not trying to dismiss other sports. Water poloists, you guys are fucking the nails too. All of you are amazing. Um, because I think athletic competition is amazing. But I'm just to the point now where I only want to watch the best of the best. The game was fun. There was, uh, there was enough uh, outstanding play on both sides of the ball and competitive enough uh, in terms of score to, uh, to hold my attention till the very end here. So yay, football. But had I missed this game and just read a recap of it, my life is exactly the same. So, and yet watching Rafa Nadal come back from two sets down, I'm glad I saw it. The Super Bowl I couldn't care less about. And I guess anymore what I want to see are people putting their absolute best in a position to impress even themselves. I wonder if Rafa got off the court and looked at himself in the mirror and said, you got to be effing kidding me. <laughs> I mean, did he? I, I bet he did. Yeah, I bet he did. And to me, really, we all have that in us. We can all come home from a day, look in the mirror, and have that, you got to be effing kidding me moment about our day. Because something we had to do we just nailed. And um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a little of that in my life. Work's not it, because work's not challenging. Work is, work is work. Work is selling people food. Might as well be wrapping up subways. I mean, to a certain extent. To a, to, in the Venn diagram sense, to a 98% overlap extent. But <clears throat> even so, so many people today were in a good mood and w were just ready for fun banter, rah-rah banter. There is something to be said for these events that we all look forward to that make us all feel um, our, our attention is worthy of, of directing it there. And then they, they help us become celebratory as a species. Holidays, Super Bowls, whatever. I love days like this, when everybody is in a rah-rah good mood. So why is it that we're only this way on Super Bowl Sundays? Or 4th of July? Or Halloween? Or Granddad's birthday? You know? Why? Because we go work every other day? Is that it? <laughs> so, <laughs> here we sit, right, in a society of full abundance. There's no shortage of anything in this world. It's just a question of putting our problem-solving skills to those problems, solving them, getting clean water, sewage, and plumbing to the world, and then figuring out sourcing of food growth initiatives worldwide for everybody done now let's build everybody a house put hospitals across the world so that anybody who's sick can walk into one and get health care and then from there let everybody else do their thing yeah right it's not that easy i know but my point is super bowl sunday is a mood structural changes didn't happen today but imagine if a mood like today affected structural change I mean, if we're all in a Super Bowl mood, don't we think we could get clean drinking water to the world? I mean, why are our resources not going to that? Well, because we, you know, we got to build more ammunition so we can load these guns and shoot them people over there that said some stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Totally. Well, I mean, do they have drinking water? Is that what is that what they're yelling about? Asking for a cold glass of water? Is that why we're shooting them? Um, <clears throat> where am I going? No, we're good. Um, commercials were terrible, by the way, this year. I did like the one where the little league, or the little league, where the NFL video game players jumped out and did their thing, but even that one felt very manufactured. So, simulation. You seem to keep sending me caricatures of myself. You're even testing me to see if you can get me to gamble again, which you cannot. You're testing, to me, testing me to see if I will try to hit on stupid situational uh, um, opportunities that I absolutely will not. And uh, you seem to want to um, 
convince me that <laughs> uh, that I need to move on in what I'm doing here. So I will publish this uh, first, what, 75-ish uh, recordings sometime this week. And in so doing, will uh, begin my outreach to my community in trying to find a way to be kind, understanding, and forgiving wherever I am and with whomever is in my orbit. Um, I didn't really have a chance to do that at work today because I had to sell 220 pounds of wings. But I did have a chance to stay elevated by all of the great aura and mood that everybody was walking in the door with. And figuring out how to make Super Bowl Sunday mood, the mood we all have all the time, I'd like to say that's a good challenge for this year for me. Why is it that we're not just always in Super Bowl Sunday mood? I mean, I really am. I am always in Super Bowl Sunday mood. And I'm not saying I'm always in a mood where I don't give a shit about football. I'm always in a mood where I'm ready to do something enthusiastically, spontaneously fun or get together as a group and participate in witnessing something eventful or just chattering about something whose outcome is unknown and seeing what kind of banter back and forth it generates. I, I just, I like this kind of stuff. It's fun. I had a good day because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. And for any of you who are alone, which I am totally, couldn't be more. I won't even get a hug from the cat. I might get a hug from Phoebe. But, <clears throat> um, so what? And I'm not sending myself a Valentine's Day card. But for the first time ever, I do deserve to send myself one because I do love myself. But I don't want to love myself in a manufactured, corporate-sponsored way. This love sponsored by PepsiCo. No. This love is mine. I do not need to feel like I have to have some sort of checkbox next to like, like to feel good about myself. I do feel good about myself. Even if you send me back a note that says, neither, none of the above, never boy, in your dreams, not even if you were the last, okay, okay. I don't care. <laughs> you know? I am not defined in any capacity by the opinion of others anymore. Now, do I care what other people think? Of course I do. Can other people give me constructive criticism that will change my opinion of something that I currently hold true? Yes, of course. None of this says any of that. I'm saying, you can't bring me down. Bruce. There is no such way to do that. I've quit being in a raft that's puncturable. And it happened whenever I stopped giving a shit who wins the Super Bowl. I wouldn't even really care if the Broncos lost. And believe me, there was a time when I was the biggest Bronco maniac in the city of Seattle that there was. I even had my picture up in the local Bronco bar in my full regalia with my girlfriend in her full regalia. I once went to a Broncos-Patriots game in Foxborough Stadium. And I did this with my college girlfriend. And we had such great seats. We were two rows back on the Broncos sideline at the 40-yard line. We, 
we were literally on the field. And the Broncos blew out the Patriots. So by the end of the fourth quarter, most of the stadium had emptied out except for the Broncos fans, which was pretty intense right where we were. But we had managed to finagle our way up to the front row. And what do you know? But Shannon Sharp comes over and gives my goddamn girlfriend his his wristbands. And she would not give them to me. <laughs> oh my God, I paid for the damn tickets. She wouldn't give them to me. Jen Gothier, you owe me those tickets. If you're still out there, give me a call. Or he don't owe me the tickets, but I would take those wristbands if you still have them. Shannon Sharp's wristbands, baby. I think Ricky Natil even tried to throw her his gloves, but he she he missed, and they went to the people to our left. But whatever. So, with that kind of football history, and I seriously, when I was getting the tattoo of the dolphin on my butt, I was almost going to, I asked her if she thought she could do the Denver Broncos helmet, but she didn't. And it was intricate at the time. It was a poor helmet. So, I wasn't about to let her, let that go uh, poorly placed on my butt. Um, so, I did. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, so... And, and I'll still sit down and watch the U.S. Open, golf or tennis. I'll still sit down and watch the Baseball World Series. I'll even watch baseball players. I'll even watch the Yankees play the Red Sox in August just because I enjoy the sport. It's something I played. The, the intricacy of the game is evident even in the television broadcasting. So it's fun to watch. Would I watch competitive racquetball? Maybe not. And I've played a lot of that. You know, So it's not even like you have to watch a sport to enjoy it. But to not care anymore has freed my mind so much and, and has, has let me see how much I wanted to develop an identity by being part of a team that was thought of as a winner. I know that's pathetic, but it's true. And in a lot of ways, I think that the reason I'm no longer... Uh, that I no longer care who wins a sports game is that I no longer am attached to the outcome as having any bearing on who I am. I don't gamble and I don't identify as anything other than the individual I was born to be. Do I like watching football? Sure. But I like watching good games. I like watching games where coaches don't make stupid mistakes. I like watching games where on-field antics aren't costing players opportunities. I like watching clean competition at a high level. I don't care if it's a spelling bee, a football game, or my dog chasing the ball. I like watching anything being done in excellence. W-R-O-T-E. But football, in many ways, can be the most aggravating to watch because there is so much mediocre football played anymore. Uh, especially if you watch the Broncos. Uh, sorry, Broncos. I love you. I love you still. I'll always love you. I, I just, I just may have to leave the house for the next 20 years. Send you postcards. But I, uh, I love watching tennis because the action is instantaneous. You are reacting. You're not acting. You're reacting. Both players are. But in reacting, you are creating the action for the other player to react to. It is the perfect harmony of back and forth. So I love tennis. I love golf 
because it's exactly the same relationship with your mind and the golf course. Back and forth. How well can you balance the tug that comes trying to pull away your confidence that you can achieve your goals? Well, you know me, I'm a joker, so the answer to my, that question to me, for me in every situation, is a zero. Including, by the way, losing the Little League Championship when I was, I want to say nine, maybe ten. It was the year before they broke the Little League teams up into two leagues, the A League and B League, because there were players who were sick of playing with players like me who lost them the championship in the ninth inning while we only played uh, seven innings or five even. I think it was five. No, it was seven at that time. I know it was because I was only in the game because you had to uh, you had to have every player who batted field. And so I batted. So I had to go out in the bottom of the ninth and, or bottom of whatever in field. And we were one run ahead. And we lost that game because I let a ball go right past me in right field. So... Sorry, all my Little League buddies who I cost us the championship. Had I been able to throw that ball into the infield, I believe we would have won in that game. So I've owed you an apology for 40 years. There you get it. Now that I've apologized for that, choking job. Um, the one thing I never was good at, was not thinking too much in the moment. I'm terrible at that. Even, I mean, even in romantic moments, even in um, on stage moments, even in uh, performance at work moments, there are just too many, oh my God, did I think about this? Am I covering this? Have I thought about that? Too many ways that I second guess myself. And I'm not really... And that I, I'm, I'm glad I did say it that way because I don't want to say that I'm second-guessing myself, but I am, ultimately, because I don't feel like my preparation has been succinct enough to confidently um, not have panic second thoughts of did I, did I, did I, did I, did I? I don't know, maybe. Well, those are all gone now, again, because I no longer think that way. I think if I come into a scenario having a comfortable assessment of what I've done, which means I may have to research something for four months, I don't know. If you ask me to go back through all of the mistakes I made trying to um, encapsulate the evolution of quantum theory, well, that could take four months. But in episode 73, I will try to correct some of those mistakes. But until then... My point is, as long as I feel I'm coming into something with the tranquility of my understanding that the situation can't get at me, then I'm fine. And I really don't care if I blow it entirely. If I finish 19th out of 20, well, it'll be a reflective moment. But as long as I prepared for championship, Failure won't set me back. And I've never been able to even think that, let alone come to peace with that. And I think some ways that's also why I just don't give a damn about sports anymore. Although, 
if Tiger Woods would just come back and play some golf so I could watch him. I love you, Tiger Woods. Even that Tiger Woods. <laughs>